Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Comedy Bureau Field Report. The Comedy Bureau Field Report is a member of the Believe Podcast family. That's why on your favorite podcast platform, reads Believe in the Comedy Bureau Field Report and not the Comedy Bureau Field Report like I intended. My guest is laughing and yawning? I don't know no. what they're doing. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, I feel like I stepped on a quip that they were going to make. No, I shouldn't have been making it. That's on me. Oh, no, we're going to unpack it in a bit. Um, they are so funny, and they have recently transplanted to Los Angeles after I told them that they should live here anyway because they're here yeah. so much. Sorry, everyone else. They're great. I'm glad they are the newest addition to the LA comedy scene. Please get up for Hey Beacon, everybody. Do you have a sound effect for claps? Um, yeah, but I don't use it. So I listen to too much Chelsea Bretty, so I expect <laughs> sound effect. Sure. <laughs> I um, was like, it doesn't post. It doesn't seem like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know what type of operation you think the Bureau is, but we do not have a budget for a soundboard. You know what? I don't think she had a budget either. I think she just kind of uh, found found like an app or a website. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you should um, uh-huh. run this Chelsea Pretty podcast, but you could. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I probably could, but that also means like more time dedicated. You- What's that? You do you do an episode a week. I do an episode a week. I book it. I edit it. I produce it. I make the graphics for it i post it i do all the things see i have talked about starting so many podcasts but i just know i won't edit it so i don't i get anyone involved in something i won't finish right no in that case if you ever want to do a podcast, like find somebody who who can edit on garage band yeah okay you mean i'm just kidding (laughs) yeah um and then do it that way otherwise like uh, the way that i do it i just don't cut anything out unless people ask me like and that's right and i edit my episodes in under 20 minutes oh my god okay yeah. i'll hard not to say anything you have to cut <laughs> <laughs> no speak your truth hey oh okay okay so glad Sorry. so Can you... i drink all on the pod is that okay you can drink uh, yeah you can drink on the pod i don't mind okay i love that yeah i haven't i haven't gotten an email from anybody who has misophonia yet so you're good what if i do oh god i can't listen to this do you listen to the episodes of podcasts that you're on um not maybe 40 percent of the time i think wait you were on um like a year and a half ago right 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 you were on los yeah. culturitas yes oh yeah they did the I don't think so, honey. Live tour. Yeah. Um, came through SF when mm-hmm. I still lived there. It was very cool. It's like me mm-hmm. and 40 of my friends got to be on it. What <sighs> was your I don't think so, honey? Okay. So I was actually somewhat of a, I had like a few days notice, like mm-hmm. somebody else recommended me last minute type of thing. Right. And so I kind of cheated and I went with a topic that I already had a joke about. Not a minute long, 
like a well I, I wouldn't say it's cheating you have an option of picking them from the bowl or going prepared yeah i thought about the bowl because i honestly can yell about anything but um but that bowl is I, wild sometimes sometimes they'll be they'll like like i don't think so honey like beyonce and then you have to do it the challenge for the listeners the challenge of the bowl is that it's not just a random topic it's something that's very hard to say anything bad about and they very intentionally uh point out in the beginning that if you go like that movie's too good then you're not doing it and you'll be kicked off um you have to be real so mm -hmm. i chose nonprofit organizations <laughs> that's where i worked at the time and yeah. i will say this is embarrassing for mm -hmm. me to brag about but i'm gonna do it brag um, away first of all they love my outfit obviously yeah. obviously they, they style, style icon in the making come on and then um at the end i do kind of remember the last line i think i just said like get a real job <laughs> um, or something to be clear we're doing nonprofits for right most um and then at the end i remember both of them were like this slapped hands on the table going oh. that's how it <laughs> Right. I mean, it's really good. And I was like, oh my God, now I'm on SNL. I just made it. <laughs> For one yeah. season? Yeah, and then I said the F word and then they kicked me out. Honestly, kind of could be the best thing that happened to you. Look at where Jenny Slate is now. <clears throat> if I got an SNL, there's no way that wouldn't be my story. Right. I absolutely would cuss. <laughs> yes. Quicker than she did. Right. That's what I'm not that's why I'm not even going to try. <laughs> what a way to opt out. <laughs> I'm saving everyone time. Right. Speaking of time, how much time have you lived in L.A. officially? Oh, my gosh. It's been a month and four days. But who's counting? Um, mm -hmm. No, I have I have a very creepy memory for dates. Like, I know the exact date that things happen. So I'll never not know that January 16th is the day I drove down here. Um, yeah, I, I have lived here for a month, but as you know, I've taken trips here for like two to three weeks at a time. Right. So it didn't really feel mm -hmm. different until maybe I hit around the like four week mark that I was like, Oh, I'm not like going home. Like this is it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I know a lot of people hate LA. If we talked a year and a half ago, I was still saying I hate LA. Mm -hmm. And somehow I'm just like completely, I'm so anti LA hate now. I've right. changed. I've changed. <laughs> right. Have you gotten to the point where as an Angelino. Oh my God, that's me. That is you, hey. Whoa. You're, you're like, I don't, SF, what, why are you hating? I don't get it. We like you guys. This is the thing I've learned. This is the thing I've learned. Uh-huh. So many one-sided rivalries mm -hmm. on this earth. And the NorCal SoCal thing is one of them. And it's so funny. Um, it's so funny to have a hater and be like, oh, oh, you? And that's kind of how SoCal's winning. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's the same with New York. New York has a bunch of hate for us, too. And we're like, you're cool. I don't know why you hate us. You know what I think about too is that episode of 30 Rock where they're on a Zoom call with all these cities. I can't really remember why. Right. And Donaghy's from Boston. He calls it the best city in the world. 
and then um they go to new york they go to philadelphia and then they go and now on the call is the city of los angeles like they can't even they can't right. even right. they don't even consider it a real place which i get again what was the um was there any spark that made that realization happen where you're like oh i live here and i am not going back to sf yeah i mean it was sort of um watching myself have a little bit of a scarcity mindset of like um shows to catch people to see and feeling sort of like a rushed timeline that i used to you know i'd pack everything in while i was here for a week or whatever it was and it was watching myself slowly stop doing that and realizing like oh i can see you next week type of thing yeah yeah i think that was it um and it is funny because i spent so much time here that i i know what i like already yeah so like have my favorite restaurants and drag bars and Mm-hmm. friends in like all different parts of this city you know it's like i i just plugged in i really didn't mean to set myself up for right. a happy life here but i did <laughs> that's the big, that'll be i mean we're only a few minutes in but that's the big takeaway from this episode is if you're gonna move to la just come for like two to three weeks for like a few years yeah and, and it'll it'll be an easy transition I think that's true. Doesn't everyone say they're like, oh, it's the people wherever you are. You just have to find your people. And like, that's true, I guess. With comedy, it's pretty easy for us. I feel like, you know, you can just and you have kind of an instant community. You have like, it's not weird to just go to a show every night on your hanging. It's like right. part of the deal. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I have like improv friends and stuff and they're like, I'm kind of jealous of how much stand-up just gets you out of the house and with friends on a consistent basis. Right. I'm like, well, you should have quit. Just kidding. Improv. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, but, I mean, you know, the I feel like improv teams, if you're doing it right, you guys are like lifelong friends where stand-ups, it's like, just you wait before there's going to be some sort of audition or some sort of show where one of you gets it and the other one doesn't. And you're going to be like, well, I guess we're not friends anymore. Sure. I think it's more that like, you're not going to have five improv shows a week. Sure. You know, um, it's so funny you say that though. I was talking to my friend, uh, Toronto comedian, Jacob Balshane. I actually don't even know how to say his name, but that's mm-hmm. what it looks like. Sure. Um, B-A-L-S-H-I-N? S-H-I-N. I think so. Okay. I'll check. Love love you, Jacob. Sorry, I don't know your name. <laughs> no, but we were talking about how we don't get... I don't think I get jealous. Mm-hmm. I know that might sound fake. Okay. Um, Please explain. He said at first, he's like, I'm incapable of jealousy. And the more he's talking about it, I was like, oh... Maybe me too, because I think I just see everyone is so different. Like, right. it's hard for me to, there's no one else doing stand up that I'm like, that's exactly the way I would do that. Right. So you're doing something I wanted to do. Right. Uh, maybe it's different with acting if that's all you're doing. Are um, you jealous of like other performers or other artists and like what they do, maybe? Mm hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They give it a they give it a real long thought. Uh, cuz I want to be honest. Yeah, but um, absolutely. 
No, I really think that I feel pangs of like, you know, if somebody gets something that, of course, you would, well, they get into like fucking right. JFL or like, yeah. um, I don't know, NSF people being past it, punchline. Oh, that's Sunday showcase. Oof. Don't even. I won't. <laughs> get they may, they may be they funny. Come. They may not be. Who knows? Um, I will say I didn't hate going to Punchline every Sunday and sure. seeing everything. I didn't right. hate that at all. I get it the was hang. Funny. The hang, yeah. Totally. That's where I will end my commentary. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> oh my god i'm really a fucking la comic now it's fucking burning bridges burning bay bridges <laughs> <laughs> oh that's another if you're an sf you have bridge material specific yeah. to the name of the bridge wow guys <laughs> oh yeah you get yeah. it mm -hmm. um, no i think that it's just it's very hard for me to maybe the, i don't understand what jealousy is but it's hard for me to ever look at someone and be like they shouldn't have gotten that right is that what jealousy is like I want everyone to well. I, unless... I, I, I think it's a little one step further than that. Like there's that element of it. And then you're okay. like, but I should have gotten that. I think I get pangs of like, fuck, I want that. But I think I get inspired. Mm -hmm. I sound so I sound so fake. But I do, I'm like, okay, that's a possibility. Or mm -hmm. my next immediate thought is just like, oh, what should I do to get that? Mm -hmm. Um and I'm always pretty much stoked for anyone unless they are like, you know, a hate speech comedian. Right. Whose work is harmful. But that's not usually the case. Um, because you so, don't hang out at clubs all that often? <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, no. I love, I will say I love the improv here a lot. Right. Uh, I haven't hung at the store that much. I've gone maybe like twice. Right. In it for the mic. I don't know how to... Potluck, is potluck at least potluck now for those who don't know the comedy store has their open mic on mondays it's kind of run like the sunday showcase at the punchline no, but it's pre-booked it's pre-booked well it's it's, it's now pre-booked mm -mm -mm. it used to be that you had to find a nightmare parking spot or pay a bunch of money to right. get to the store on mondays at a certain time to get your name in the bucket and then of course they favor like staffers there and door people um and those people get spots and then most people who would put their name in the bucket didn't get picked and so it's just like you wasted a bunch of time see and maybe i'm just so used to that because of the punchline system because <laughs> that's not even a mic you can't even put your name anywhere there's no bucket right um I will say the store is kind of cool because I didn't realize I knew so many of the door people. Okay. Um, a lot of Bay Area comedians like mm -hmm. Chris Riggins, um, Zach Chapeloni, Torio. Like I see them. Right. Um, or I've seen them mm -hmm. almost every time I've gone there. I know somebody. Um, and they, of course, run run potluck often, which if I knew I had to sign up on a Friday also might. Um, might have helped me the times that I've gone there. See, I just don't. But you don't. Yeah, I, you don't want your name on the. Or I mean, it's not like you don't want it, but it, it's not like a big priority of yours. Your name. You wait for the family portion. You're saying no, like actually having Hey Beacon written in white on the comedy store wall. That's Why would like you the... say... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I... Because you have to go through a lot of bullshit to do that. I literally don't know anything about... I don't know about the bullshit, Jake. Well, it's one of the last places that has sort of like a system... In LA, anyway. Mm. It has like a system, like a very like explicitly known system of mm. potluck, friends and family, development spots, and then like auditioning for the booker and getting passed. Cool. See, at least that's explicitly known. I can't say it the same um, where I come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know. I'm not like, I understand I'm like alt and queer and all that fucking shit. But I also... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like I can perform for anybody if I'm being honest and I will say that mostly has to do with the fact that I've been I've worked on crowd work a lot and I know that's like not cool in the era of reels but crowd work in real life is really fun um and you would be fun to talk because you're not gonna you're not gonna lean on the like basic crutch of just like so what do you do so I get, I guess somebody said to me recently, my friend Hannah Jones from Denver, very funny. Um, she, I opened for her when she came and did a show in the Bay. And I don't even, I cannot tell you what the hell I talked about with this man in the front row. But she's like, oh, I like watching your crowd work because it kind of feels like I can't tell, you know how comedians, they do crowd work to then like intro a bit. And with you, I can't tell what's going to happen. And I was like, Oh, is that what we're supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> I just go in fucking gold. Um, right. And I I will say when I, I, I brought this up to say, if I can tell my material isn't connecting, I can just do crowd work and pretty much do fine. Like, I, I'm not saying it bombed right. in years, but like, that'll pretty much save me. Like, there's been plenty of shows others can attest where... <laughs> The way they put it is, well, the, the crowd work crushed. <laughs> but I can kind of swoop in with that. My point actually, being... I've only seen you do material. What do you do for crowd work? You get flirty? Um, excuse me. What about two weeks ago when I crowd worked your sound guy and did zero material for 10 oh, that, minutes? That is that is correct. That was fun. <laughs> well, crowd would denote probably more than five people. Sure, sure. Well, that's <laughs> he was the fifth one and no one had talked to him yet. No, he was the fourth. and that was so sick i wish i recorded it it was so fun uh me and hey did a show at the lyric with three audience members but they had the probably i'm gonna go ahead and say the best show of their lives because everybody (laughs) in the green room thought there was like 30 people in the room because they were laughing so loud two of them were my friends and i will take credit for their laughter you thank you thank you no they're great they're wonderful absolutely um do you feel as though uh, you've gone from a small pond to like an ocean um you know i've i've thought about that and wondered how it would affect me mental health wise um right maybe it'll set in because i'm still like a starry-eyed fool. Because um, you will end up on a show with Peretti, whether you like it or not. I cannot say that. You cannot say that. To- I, I can never. You, you will. This, this is the reality of what you've stepped into. Hey. I can't. I'm not ready. 
I'm you not will. Gonna... It'll be fine. Chelsea will she... love you. Oh no, I'm gonna be a caller. She hangs up on immediately, but to my face. <laughs> I guarantee you, she won't do that. Oh my god, I was listening to her podcast today. She and Natasha Leggero did an episode together, and right. I've always loved Natasha too. Oh my mm-hmm. god, I can't. Why'd you make me think of this? I have to leave. We have to hang up. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I, I think I, it's I, you know. Can I just interject one thing? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I've like. I started out in LA and I came up here in LA and right. I've been told by plenty of friends of mine who have been at stand up way longer than me that they wish I started somewhere else. I have zero regrets about right. the path I took. This was my plan. Okay. When I knew nothing, when I was like, I don't know, 23 when I started and I didn't even really do it for like a year. I did it the yeah. first time. Three and Anyway, right. um, uh, I, Kind of, I thought about the few people I knew. I feel like a lot of comedians hang out with mm-hmm. a bunch of people who you all want to do comedy before any of you start. It's right. like a very common thing. Some of you do, some of you don't. My friends were moving to New York to start comedy and just talking about how shitty it was. And I was sort of like, okay, I'm in the Bay Area. I've been going to stand up because I knew I was interested in it. Like, why would I want to climb that pyramid that's that big sure. when they're here um that totally makes sense and i and that falls into line with all those people told me and i get that at the same time if you can like cut your teeth from the get-go in LA, new york like and not want to like not actually kill yourself and stick around yeah then you might have the what it takes also i would say like a, a big test and why i even am saying this is in either city is that it like kind of just as happenstance you will be on a show with one of your heroes you may do well you may do awful and you just have to like take the fact that you just had a huge dump on stage and they saw it and um if you don't quit um you'll be like oh i didn't die there's another day i have another set I'll be okay. I do wonder sometimes, and this is, you know, this is unwell behavior and I am um, talking with Dr. Julia, my therapist about it, but um, I was in a seven year relationship, which is crazy. I don't recommend it. Um, (laughs) 20 to 27. So I was, you know, like senior in college to late twenties. And And that was a a different, Hey, that's probably before you recognize a lot of Yeah. Different pronouns, yes. Red hair and bangs. Oh, it's funny because I talked to him about it and he um I I will say he said the right things in the moment and then we like talk about how inconvenient it was. I hope he listens to this. I'm just kidding. He won't. But um <laughs> uh, uh, the point is uh I had a best friend, like my lifelong friend who went to school in Brooklyn, then had a room open up for, you know, $600, something wildly cheap and offered it to me. And I didn't move to New York right after college because mm-hmm. of my relationship, which was, you know, probably quote unquote, the right thing to do. Um, but I think all the time about this alternate life I could have had if I came up, because I didn't start stand up till after college. Um right. 
and that could have been like what's the what's the brooklyn based version of me probably just who i am this year if i'm being honest it might have sure. just happened but you I mean, know you, you know the answer you spent time in new york like a considerable amount of time in new york you know yeah i got laid off in september and then sublet my place and went to new york for like five weeks um so, yeah. I, fucking loved it. I loved it i really yeah. did how much i loved it it's like corny right <laughs> it's it's not corny i'd be curious <laughs> if you would just kind of like um only stay in brooklyn and like not ever go to manhattan you know i went to manhattan a lot um okay. mostly because to go from south brooklyn to north brooklyn you have to transfer in manhattan i'm just kidding that is true but mm -hmm. uh it's weird yeah it's fucked up but again i'm just like I don't care. I'll perform for anybody. I want to talk right. to everybody. Uh -huh. um, I you want perform. your intro on stage, hey, to be like, they're all in queer and shit. Whatever. Give it up for hey. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I don't. You know. Okay. Here's actually something that I wonder if this is good. Okay. A lot of my jokes about queerness, I've realized. I think just by sort of default, mm -hmm. they work better with straight audiences. Okay. And I think that's because most audiences are majority like cishet people. Sure. And I'm what is funny to me and what is like the active ingredient in so many mm -hmm. of my jokes is right. tackling how other people see me or sure. would misunderstand me or a non-binary person. Right. Bisexuality. Right. Because I I, th I think it's two things. One, I just genuinely think it's it's so funny. I love right. ignorant. It's my favorite. Sure. Um, but two, I think especially for folks who maybe don't they don't know anyone who doesn't right. identify as male or female, or they don't know if they believe it. If I can get to what they're thinking before mm -hmm. they do, mm -hmm. then they'll keep listening to me because I'm calling them out. Right. Um, on anything that could have like blocked them from engaging with me as like a real person and a real comedian. I don't know. That's just like how I've written jokes and I, I'm probably by necessity. Well, but you so go on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, like I'm running a queer show at precinct in downtown LA. It's the best drag bar in LA. I'm sorry. We ho. Um, oh yeah. But I mean, we ho is a caricature at this point. You knew that, you know, this we ho is a gay army recruitment center. Um, right. I going to shows where i can't see i'm almost 5 11 right and i wear I, big boots every day i i'm hitting six feet almost every day when i leave my house right and i had to watch a drag show through everyone's phones last time i was there right i was with a you know a little lesbian who's like five mm -hmm. five i felt terrible i was like Mo get on my most phone. most gay comics i know in la make fun of weho and then they all hang out at akbar because that's the actual chill gay bar in la I love Akbar. I, I will go to WeHo to go to WeHo and I know what I'm getting into, but I, you know, live right by precinct. Um, mm -hmm. All my favorite performers are there most of the time. Um, but I brought that up to say, yeah, it feels weird for me to do my queer material at my queer show in a queer space. And I, I've, I've kind of had that before, but now that I'm running something regular mm -hmm. there, it almost feels like a lot of my little my little bits uh -huh. don't work because they get it. Right. And the jokes I have are about people who don't. Um, right. I not think like that, 
get like woos instead of like ah ha 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 you got me you know I think I think that tracks because you probably I've noticed like I there's more than uh, there's plenty of um queer shows of all ilks at Lyric and I've been to plenty where it's a majority queer audience mm -hmm. um and when it's queer performers comedians performing for queer audiences there's a code switch yeah and it yeah. and it and like i know what they're talking about but i don't i would uh yeah i'm a outlier for every reason um a lot of normies mm -hmm. said people would not know the yeah. lingo the references and all of that and i do think that there is sort of this shall i say value in just like having some joke it's the inside jokes for just them and i think that's so cool and i i can do that probably when i'm doing crowd work in a way the way i would crowd work a queer person is probably different you know so but mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's something I've been thinking about recently is just like, if I'm going to write more queer material, which seems like I won't stop. Um, you know, what, you know, it's funny. I just, this came to mind to me. Um, there is a, I saw an improv show at UCB where they tried to like um, set up queer people to like date some of the cast members. Gross. Just kidding. That's cool. It's cool and gross, but this it what was funny to me is that the awkwardness about that was the same as like straight people. What do you mean? In in that like people were I could see the nervousness, the butterflies in the stomach, and um pe like it I felt like a universal experience of like, oh I'm I'm gonna have a blind date on stage. Oh, I thought <laughs> okay, okay. I thought you meant they were like accidentally setting queer people up in straight situations. No, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, there's so, there's so much. I'm very, I think of almost everything kind of on a, a, a case by case basis. Um, so every relationship will be different. The dynamics between two people will always be an individual thing, but right. there is something about, um, the gender aspect feeling egalitarian mm -hmm. that is different it's just different mm -hmm. um but everything else is still a problem <laughs> like <laughs> every other potential power dynamic still exists um yeah yeah it's not i don't know it's not that different <laughs> not that different no. other than not being um triggered on a gender basis it's not that different <laughs> So you're saying your brand is your your bridge from from straights to queers? Oh, I don't want to be, but I feel like it's happening. <laughs> well, no, you're certainly I, you're certainly tall enough. Thank you so much. No, I am above height <laughs> for a man in America. I like to let men know that. Um, I I would say I'm having more success getting like you know straight comedians going to drag shows than I am with like my queer femme friends hanging out with my gay guy friends mm -hmm. that seems like an impossible task they're on different time zones <laughs> because, 
lesbians go to bed they have to get up at 7 30 to kayak and like i want to party and so that's why i end up with gay guys all the time and i am i'm much more culturally a twink than a lesbian <laughs> that's true for like 100 reasons right so i i experience a little bit of tension within myself and my sure. my various queer circles because of that um but for some reason look i have i have straight friends i do yeah how many (laughs) (laughs) no you know what's funny Uh someone recently to me they're like you have some straight guy friends but do you have any straight girlfriends and i couldn't think of i couldn't think of one but i think that's because most um AFAB people are more open to not being strictly het. I mean, it's not my fault. Everyone I know is like a bisexual who's only dated men. Right. No, you're valid, I guess. You should, <laughs> you should try. You should try. But <clears throat> <laughs> you want to louder? I don't know if the mic picked that up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. I haven't spoken yet. You've been talking this whole time. <laughs> Mm, cool uh, no look i'm here to help i'm here to help that's all i'm gonna say i'm a, <laughs> a lot of people break up with their boyfriends and then come to me and are like hey i kind of wanna do you know of any queer i'm like yes i got you here's the flyer <laughs> we're going we're going to these sapphic events and um mm. gender inclusive drag shows <laughs> sorry i'm laughing because Oh my god, this isn't even my story to tell, but I'm gonna you, tell it. You don't end up with any of those people. I mean, maybe you don't want to be. Um, I don't think that's happened. <laughs> I mean, I could see a world where someone's sort of like they're they're really scared of asking, so they they're almost like I'm just asking for a friend, you know? If god. Uh, is that Jake? This always happens to me. I mean, you uh, <laughs> you definitely. <laughs> what is that what it is sometimes it could be well i didn't know that i mean i don't look i can't see a reason why someone wouldn't be into you okay yeah wait that's so sick can we make that the sound bite (laughs) sure (laughs) Um, yeah you just want to do like an audio dating profile right here not. I absolutely do not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, <laughs> I never, you know, I was in that long relationship and then I um against all my wishes and will immediately two months later went into another relationship for like over a year that yeah. In um a, a mental health breakdown, which is very sad. But um not me, shockingly. Yeah, you are a serial monogamist. Okay, okay, here's a genuine question. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences 
each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I would like everyone to weigh in. I had two relationships back to back. Right. After being alone my entire life before that. So seven years and then how long? Like 14 months. Okay. With like a two month break that I hadn't even, you know, talked Mm. to a single other person. You say 14 months rather than a year? I'm kind of a literal person. That is okay. Kind of a literal? (laughs) If you can't see a reason, uh, people would have liked me. I'm extremely literal and everyone hates that. He has 14 months. Um, In two days. I'm actually so serious. But um, yeah, so I, I did that. I did that. And then I think I got a reputation. Uh, that's not fair. I would just say a fear among my circle, you know, my best friends and my therapist was that I would do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm actually very, I know this sounds not true because of the facts, but I am kind of a, I'm a, not a loner, but I, I am very independent and I always have been to, oh, to a I think that rings very true. Cool. I, I know you. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. And so I I actually am very, very comfortable alone. And it is kind of freaky to me that I even had a long relationship in the first place. And then that I met someone like so close after. Um, I'm very, very, very good at being single. Um, but I you also are think- alone, though. Because I feel like single denotes that oh. you're. Whoa, spicy question. <laughs> I ask as somebody who's mostly, I've dated one person, mm-hmm. period. Right, right. And I'm 36. Yeah, you know, and that was that was true for me for a long time. Um, you know, I did not date in high school. I didn't have any of that kind of like, I never went to a dance with someone. You know what I mean? Like, I just didn't do that shit. I went on my first date, literally. December of 20 of last year like 2022 okay your first so date since your no just my first date at all well, okay you've been in two relationships and you didn't have a first date that doesn't track but we just like got together but there was like yes I understand that part but there was a point at which both of these relationships you went out to dinner yeah but we I like stayed with them <laughs> they were both long distance uh huh. But there's there was like a day. I the one person I dated, we were long distance, and we uh, never, like, had a day, and we're like, let's see how we feel. We just kind of were. Yeah, I mean that was kind of we talked so me and this person, mm-hmm. we uh, we we were talking like every day for a few months, mm-hmm. and then they chose to fly out to see me for the very first time on Christmas. 2019 Whoa. Whoa. oh yeah it was it was great and also it's like unfair to anybody else i would ever date because it was so magical what a gesture yeah 
yeah, yeah. I've, um, and I went from basically doing nothing, having done nothing to doing like everything in like 52 hours. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, yeah. And I very much, I guess I'm, I'm being specific in like that. The first time I just was like, oh, this person is my friend was like, oh, my friend's interested in you. And then like texted him and they got drinks. Uh-huh. I'd never done that till December, 2022. I would, I would categorize that as your first blind date. It wasn't a blind date. I knew. I mean, I knew. like I, I would categorize it's not, but like it's closer to that than like, I mean, it is a date, but if we're, I, I, I can't, I, I'm just not believing that this is your first date. You know what I mean? But like, I've never dated. I've never been on an app. I've never asked someone out or like been oh, asked. Out okay. So, so there we're, we're arguing over different definitions of the word date, but we're yeah. still talking about date. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Well, then I accidentally went on a date in Costa Rica, but I didn't know until it was, like, happening. Oh, it's a guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, guy, certain... guys guys, do that. They're like, oh, no, this is a date. Ret- retroactively, <laughs> this is a date. He, But it wasn't actually that. I just am, I'm just foolish because I didn't know. I thought we were going to surf. Right. Because he said we would. Um, but oh, then... oh, God. Yeah. No, no, he didn't do anything. He was actually, he's chill as hell. Um, no, he came out to, he wasn't my surf instructor, you know, right. he's professional, but he came out to, you know, surfing like a sunset once. And he was like, Oh, do you want to go tomorrow morning? And then it was raining in the morning. And he's like, do you want to go this evening? It's supposed to clear up. And then it didn't. And so then he picked me up and it started raining and we we're like, Oh, what do we do? And then he took me to a local rodeo, like a Costa Rican rodeo. And it was very fun. And then at the end, he's like dropping me off. And I was like, Oh my God, I think I just went on a, um Costa Rican rodeo date with a surf instructor like that wasn't the plan but that's what happened well okay so okay now that we're on the topic what qualifies as a date to you I don't know don't ask me not even interested sounds like like transportation's involved um probably I I think so I don't want anyone in my house so because I I remember I I mean I've I guess a very short-lived debate but I like I think the fact like I picked up a girl at her apartment, took her to a show, went to dinner, and drove her yeah. back to her house. I think that counts. Of course. She Classic. disagrees. She disagrees. She oh, thought- well, I mean, it depends on what she wants, I guess. But but just on paper, not mm-hmm. knowing this person. Right. <clears throat> dinner and an activity. Oh, that's a date. Mm-hmm. And he was cool, too, because he's coming from work. I don't know why I'm, like, giving all these points to this man. But it's just... <laughs> He was like, right. like you know, we don't speak. He speaks way more English than I speak Spanish, but we're like, we're making it work. And um, he was like, uh, I have to change. You know, he's like coming from the ocean, his workplace. And he's like, I have to change. I have to go to my house. So I can either drop you off somewhere. I can even drop you off at the, it was like a carnival radio thing. Right. And I promise I'll be back in like 20 minutes or you can come to my house. If you, whatever you're comfortable with. Right. And I was like, that's solid. That's, <laughs> that's so nice. Right. He didn't want to like drive me to his house by surprise mm-hmm. and make me feel weird. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I really just, I don't know what people want. I'm just, I've never been interested at all. I'm so, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Hey, they hey, visit. Huh? Every relationship I've ever had, they like kind of forced the issue, which they had a right to do. But I was like, Ugh. what do you mean they had a right to do? I feel um, like there's... to be like, what do you want, and how do oh, you okay. feel? Like, yeah, that's valid. Yeah, yeah. If it, if if you're in a monogamous relationship, I think it's fair to kind of be like, because the that the truth is everybody, no one is psychic. People can pretend like they are, but they're not. Yeah. And so and, it is more than okay and healthy to be like, this is what I want. And you know, if also, I, and, and if the other person's like, great, I can't offer that to you. So sorry. That's me. The second person. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. That's not true. All the time. I, I just, I've always moved slower than whoever I'm with. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't think that's the type of people I choose because they've all been different. But I think I'm just slower than everyone. Well, <laughs> slower, I, slower. How? And are you? Um, is this all gearing towards like an hour on relationships that you're gonna be doing? I don't know. I don't really talk about relationships. On you stage. don't. I, you don't. Yeah, I, I, it'd be interesting if you did. I had a joke um, about, I, I, you know, I'd sworn off men. Um, right. And then I met the the last one, um, the fourteen month. One. and uh he was very my joke was sort of about how he was just very <laughs> the joke was oh not me quoting my bits on the comedy bureau podcast um <laughs> it's allowed but genuinely it happened more than once that people were like are y'all a couple or just queer friends right because his energy was confusing which i right. love right. um you know he's very like tall pretty dressed flashy and like right um <laughs> cried a lot that's kind of what the joke was about right and so did a lot of like queer passing stuff um so that. that to me was funny but i don't talk about dating really because i don't I don't care <laughs> I don't care uh i wonder if something's gonna happen where you that'll they'll open the floodgates about it i think it'd be interesting but if you don't want to talk about it, you don't want to talk about it no i honestly feel more um shut down and ever because <laughs> <laughs> you moved to the big city tinseltown oh i've been shut down i've been oh, shut down. oh you've been no, shut down uh, you've been shut down as like you talking about relationships yeah oh okay yeah. yeah you're not open for business well i like you know i this is what i was trying to oh this is what i was saying or, earlier mm -hmm. my close friends mm -hmm. um and my therapist were very much sort of like, hey, you seem to be an at-risk situation of serial monogamy. Like, what would happen if you were single for some time? And I had to kind of convince everyone that that actually would be very easy for me. Um, my default mode has been, you know, being concerned with myself only and not. I also love um, my emotional well-being not being attached to anybody else's behavior it's avoidant behavior i um you know i'm like a like a there it like is a, there it is it only took like 40 minutes avoidant um heavily on the avoidant i'm getting better at both i'm a lot better at both i've always been good at like you know conflict resolution and, and maintenance but i can't say nice things which is which is not good um but that's not true i think you're very nice okay see thank you Ugh, only comedians think that 
We are a different breed of people. It's so funny because I'm like the biggest asshole. Just no, like I will I... one, I'll like pick a not pick a fight, I'll end one. <laughs> but um I, I you mean, know go on, I don't go protect people's feelings necessarily, but everyone in comedy has always been like, You're so nice, don't let this business ruin you. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking? How maybe how bad straight... all of you? Maybe those people that you're not feelings you're not sparing are just cis het men that deserve it. I don't know. Oh, people keep saying stuff like that. <laughs> no, are they I'll, wrong? I don't know. I think I have I think there's probably a soft ranking and yeah. Yeah. But I no, I'll tell anyone if I think someone is like fucking up or doing something wrong mm-hmm. and impacting others sure. or themselves in a negative way, I actually think it's a sign of respect to let somebody know how they're coming across. Right. But there is, not a dipl- there is a diplomatic way of doing it. I don't know if I'm diplomatic. I don't know. I haven't seen you in action. I know that I have to be in my positions. I can see that for you. Yeah. And I'm not just Right. No, I think I think I go for what's probably productive. But also my patience. The older I've gotten, the less patient I am. And I've been taught the opposite would happen. Right. But maybe I'm in the middle of a journey. I don't know. Yeah. No, you I'm are just, in the middle of a journey as to what the where it's going or what it is. I don't know. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's kind of what I mean about relationships, too, is I just I am very um, I think I was like comfortable alone, but maybe hopeful before. And I'm yeah. comfortable alone and uh, more hopeless uh-huh. <laughs> after watching the person I have um, loved more than ever actually have like a schizophrenic breakdown which is you know nobody's fault but it's it's hard to just know that anyone can just change and i already knew that so to watch it happen was um probably like shut me down it feels like for life which is probably not true but we'll see like i said i'm busy i have other concerns Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm i'm comfortable alone because i've spent most of my life doing it and in my dipping the toe of water in the quote unquote capital D dating world has been um you know debilitating uh to be optimistic about it. <laughs> like I fucking hate it so much. See and people say this and I feel so guilty. <laughs> guilty <laughs> what do you mean? Because I just don't share in this struggle. No like me, I well like I mean you probably know like I found myself to be a demisexual and it's really hard to relate to a bunch of people they're both gay and straight that I mean mm-hmm. whose uh, advice usually boils down to like oh you just got to like get laid. Oh yeah, see that's gross. <laughs> it is. It is and I'm like I don't care. No, I think that works for some people and that's sure. great. Like, I've never had a one-night stand. I don't really find validation in that. But again, I'm maybe, like, a little bit spoiled or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, every, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I, I'm trying to be so honest right now and not say. I, you are. You're, and that's, it's what's interesting. I do feel like you're very genuine. You are, as you said, extremely literal. So literal. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The you you uh you wear all of yourself on your sleeve and uh what a fancy sleeve it is. 
Well, I'm not going to pretend. I hate modesty. I'm sorry. This is just, <laughs> this is. Go off. This is just me. Uh -huh. I, uh, oh, Jennifer Lopez. I don't get references, but I love that you made one. Oh. <laughs> the newest album special. We, it, oh. Honestly, this is yes. just me now. Especially yeah, yeah. J-Lo wanted to make her own Bollywood movie, and that's what she did. You know what? Who can stop her? Um, no, no one, because she has millions of dollars. Um, no, I, I think I spent so long... Many comedians have spent many years hating themselves, um, and I was one of them. And this is such a clash between, I think, like comedy culture and queer culture, because I think in queer culture... And this being said, I'm like a tall, thin white person, but mm -hmm. queer culture i think is a, a lot built very much around self-affirmation yes. um especially in like online communities there's so many like kids like starting really young who can only be themselves and be proud of themselves and like post pictures of themselves well they'll get positive feedback like online because they live in arkansas and have friends who live in less transphobic places sorry i said arkansas i really don't know what's going on with y'all there but um i think that it's so contrary to comedy mm -hmm. like a, you're not allowed to be that proud of yourself yeah in comedy especially if you're you know just not a straight white dude um right. that's true everywhere but yeah like if you do well in a show you have to be like yeah that show's really fun you can't just be like i fucking crushed or i always do well there you have, to, it, you have to wait until you get to your car and you're like, yes. Kind of, yeah, or like yes. you only tell your best friends. And I've had tension with this. Mm -hmm. Tension with my like best friends in comedy who are straight white dudes who I like produce with who I love a lot. Jeff Dean and Jordan Thewlis. But they'll sort of like make fun of me sometimes and tell me I have an ego. And I'm like, so y'all are going to compliment me. Everyone's going to compliment me. I'm going to get like all this credit and then I'm just supposed to forget I was supposed to act like I haven't heard this. And like, you get to own that. You get to own the knowledge that I did well. Mm -hmm. That doesn't even make sense. Like, that's crazy. I know. I won't do, I believe, I believe that you can love yourself and think you're great and not think you're better than anybody else. I think that's like the difference that makes a difference. But yeah. I don't, it's think, I don't think that's an easy realization to come to. Well, you're welcome, listeners. <laughs> um no, no i'm I, very, mm -hmm. i'm very insecure and stuff and they don't cancel each other out like i wish they did i have so many insecurities but then like after so long of not letting myself ever feel good or like other people telling me i'm not supposed to feel good i just i don't do that anymore and i will i'll feel good about something when i can and i hope that for every single person on earth yes to be honest because it's so easy to latch on to the negative stuff, but the 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 victories, whether big or small, like it's so easy to forget. And if you actually take time and space to re remember those and just like, oh, I did that, like, yeah, it does so much for you. Yeah. And we don't have to wait for other people to give that to us. You know what I mean? It, that's not sustainable. Like, right. I don't know. I feel I've had so many people say like, oh, this town can like ruin you and this town can make you. It like, can't. The, the way the the fastest way to that is worrying about what other people are doing. And I just don't. I'm so grateful. I just don't have 
that I studied, trust me, I like studied people. When I was really young, I studied like all the daily show writers and all their pathways to the career that I wanted. But again, it was only motivating it only, like maybe it made me feel angsty, but in such a good way. And I, right. I still feel that way, I think is my right. first response when like somebody gets something good or like, honestly, <laughs> we all have had those thoughts where somebody gets something and you're like, them. <laughs> oh, oh, it, you know, I, I'll, I'll fess up like in the position that I'm at, there are mm -hmm. things, some, like some things that are, it feels like it's in my control, but it's not. And I, and there's like a friction in, in those moments where I'm like, oh, why is this work? I thought I could actually affect change here. And then, oh, well, I guess it's going to take a little bit longer. Okay. And maybe I don't really, you know, I have no power. I'm not the beer. That's not true. But I, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you got a bunch of straight dudes to go to a drag show. There's power in that. Yeah, honestly, they beg me. They beg me to take them. Like, <laughs> of course. And I'm like, I know, bring a lot of money. Um, <laughs> uh, she was going to say, oh, oh, my, my feeling when somebody who I think, quote unquote, isn't funny enough for like some big opportunity, like I'll kind of be maybe not bitter, but just annoyed that it's true because it feels wrong to me. And then pretty quickly, I'm like, <laughs> maybe they can get it. That just means it's more accessible than I thought. Right. right. Uh, and also, fucking random it's so random and all creativity is subjective comedy is so subjective like absolutely that that it, is the sticking point of it and that's where i am in some of those positions where i get to pick yeah i'm actually in a lot of them uh, wait name them let everyone know vulture comedy bureau lyric hyperion sometimes right for the la times when they're not on strike whoa wait what do you do for vulture i didn't know that means you should and will know whoa is that like that, a board it is is it a what is it like a board or how does that how does that work it is that? kind of a board but i do a big majority of the heavy lifting for that cool uh-huh oh my god you know you know me <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> <That's> i do <laughs> hey I do. I was thinking those lists come out and I'm genuinely so excited to look at them because I probably know a lot of them uh -huh. and I don't, I, that's one I don't think I've ever like disagree, you know. A lot um, of work goes into making that list what it is and how it is. And I'll tell you this to the listeners, like I've said before, I do not say, ask anybody that we ask to be like, who are your favorite non cishet straight mm. men that are white mm -hmm. and it just so happens that barely any of those folks make it onto the list that's just that we we do we do not put that stipulation on there that is just what people in, in executive positions people who book shows clubs mm. theaters podcast networks um people who are comedy photographers all all facets of comedy that's what they're into yeah you know, I think it's, I think most people are past this now, but I'll, I'll say it like the, the critique of like booking for the sake of diversity. Like I was being interviewed. I was being interviewed for this like best of list in the Bay years ago. I honestly never even saw it. Who knows if it fucking right. came out again. Turns out I don't care, but um, right. 
he said some shit and he you know i know what he meant by it because he was like i think you're so funny this was years ago and he's like but every time i watch like a comedy central whenever like four comics in a row and one's a woman the woman's just never as funny and i was like what do you first of all why are you making this my problem second of all <laughs> there's a few reasons for that obviously most of it is you second is like maybe there was some truth to at some point like there's so many men in line for 12 years to get a spot and if they choose to make a gender-based casting decision most female comics have like six years i don't know i don't i'm like no, I've read I, some I, but I, would, I was I, oh go on sorry no no go ahead go ahead I was going to say that like a lot of those for certain platforms or streaming networks or whatever, um, the people in charge of picking the talent are um, <clears throat> bad at their job. Well, also, sure. sure. Like, like like they put a lot of time into finding like their favorite men to put on uh, in the spotlight. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we got to do a woman. Oh, who's oh, you're you got a pulse. OK. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that was true when it was but but now it really feels like people are starting to understand that it's not like a performative principle to book right different types of comedians with yeah. different points it just makes a show better it just makes a show better i love i saw just tom probably a couple years ago joke about a joke that they used to tell about being mm. non-binary but and and explaining it being like I used to just be able to get away with being interesting. And now there are so many non-binary comics. I have to like tell jokes and I hate it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. And it's happened to me multiple times where I've gone up after like another non-binary comic and I have to change my set just a little bit. Um, love ever, it. Ever? You haven't fallen ever? Huh? You're falling ever Maynard. Um, the last time it happened was with Sammy Mowry. Oh, um, right, right, right. Um, before, I'm trying to remember who it was before. It was somewhere in SF. Weirdly, there aren't that many queer comics in the Bay. There's... They all head I, down here. Um, but, yeah, all that to say, um, mm -hmm. I do really love, I think there's a few lists I care about. Vulture's definitely one of them. Um, right. And I do get genuinely just excited for everyone. And I have Discover Comics that I really like through that list. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't even know if the like there's room for everyone shit is like true because we live in a world built on manufactured scarcity. I just think there's nothing you can do about it. So why don't you yeah. just While it, why I, don't you just do the best you can at do whatever? Do the best you can. Well the thing the way that while it, it, we're all seemingly on a mission to get rid of gatekeepers, there needs to be some. I love gatekeeping. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. When it comes to queer queer stuff, I'm I'm not gatekeeping at all. I think you can like know your place and be a guest, and that's different than sure. like just appropriating. <laughs> right, right, right. I can only say this so much, but um. Right. No, every time I meet, and my friend Jordan said this too. He was like, every time we meet someone who's not a straight white dude, he's like, I'm sort of thinking about starting stand-up. We're like, do it. <laughs> do it. Like, it's not mm -hmm. even how much we need you, but please. Sure, sure, sure. I feel anyway. like. Was there topics? Have I done a good job? You've done a great job. 
<laughs> no. I do I do want to honor your request in saying that uh in giving you the space to say that you're available for work. Oh. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they're putting they're putting a funky font on their resume. That's what that felt like. Um Listen. No, I've been do Okay, okay. Here's my story. Here's my journey. I got laid off from a day job um September 15th. And I, the week before that, I was in LA. I think I probably saw you that week. And I was having the time of my fucking life. I was meeting with like managers and directors and producers and a development exec that I need to text. Um, Because I haven't told him I moved here yet. But um, everything, it was like everything was happening. Like I'd already had a general with him. And then he came to a show where I happened to do like very well at the improv. And then just the lab. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. It was crazy. But um <laughs> no, and he even was like, God, I should not even be talking about this. But you know, I, I understand how these go. Everyone's just going to be really positive at you. They're not gonna like lie to you and waste your time, but they also they're not gonna promise anything on any timeline. I get that. Yeah. Pretty funny because then I drove back overnight and got laid off the next day. Right. Got to four months of me traveling around in the night. End up here finally. Um I I have been finishing, you know, a second pilot that's supposed to be um, 30 minutes, but right now it's 48 pages. So we got to work on that. Sure. Uh, but I, mo- I moved here for TV writing mm-hmm. and I am so fucking happy that before I got laid off, I had some kind of cool irons in the fire to make me not want to die. So right. that's sort of where I'm at. Right. But we're in such a weird time. Forget the goddamn recession and just like the real economy, but in industry right now, I mean, we're coming out of COVID and a strike. So a double strike with the possible strike on the horizon. Oh God. I don't even know about that. I've been, I not see the, uh, you know, Oh, the animators. No, the, well, <laughs> they're a part of IOTC, I think now, but like the stage, the state, like the people who are gaffers and stuff like that. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Um, yeah. Honestly, hot strike summer can go year round. Um, <laughs> that uh, the name of Hayes' album. I didn't make that up. I saw that somewhere. Oh, so, you did. Oh, okay. Um, but it's on brand for you, though. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I should have been a Twitter bitch. It it's too late now, but um, it's okay. I, I you you another path is uh before you. I mean, uh, sure. book hay on your stand up shows. Uh, have them write. I'm, on What's that? And also, you book me to hang. I don't. I don't even have to do. I don't even do stand up. I just hang. Uh huh. Oh, you want to just hang out on shows? It's a good hang. No, Speaking of which, you got to show at Lyric that you're aiming to do, yeah? Oh my god, wait. No, it's too soon. It's too okay. soon. Okay, all right. Well, consider I, that the tease. Any show I do is a hang. You're welcome to hang. Um, mm-hmm. uh, no, the, the dream is TV writing. That's why I'm here. I've never really wanted to be like on-screen talent. I tried to honestly avoid performance at all costs. Right. Uh, here we do you, are. Do you want to be the coolest TV writer in existence? Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of TV writers are uh, very introverted and, you know, basically buy stuff from J. Crew, and that's how they dress. God. No, I want to scare all the men in any room I work in. I'm just Hell kidding. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, 
no, no I no. celebrate that. I once uh, CAA used to have like these weekly luncheon meeting slash talks for the comedy department, and they would have guest speakers. I was one. I dressed the way that I dress, <laughs> and that was it. Had color where none other was coming. Yeah, you can't do that. No. Yeah. No, I get along with. I truly. I'm fascinated by anyone. Almost the more like normie you are, the more fascinated I am by you a little bit. I really, I love work environments. <laughs> wow. I'm literally like such a cuck for employment. There's the sound bite. With the sirens in the background. Yeah. Employment. Um, <laughs> no, I love to, I love to work and I love work. I love work dynamics. I love feel tense and confused about what I'm allowed to say and right. maybe finish something and get it done together. I'm so <laughs> pop. Um, <laughs> I'm such a constructive colleague. Um, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm maybe in talks. It's hard for me to say, but I'm literally, literally unwrapped and, av and available for anything. Do managers listen to this? Do they like me? Actually, funny enough, you should say that they do. Oh my god! And you Keep... are liked. What are you kidding me? There, there was an industry that came to shows the last time you like before you moved here. Yeah, I've been approached by like me. Uh, well, one was like an email intro, but I've talked to like three different managers, and I. If I I've... I I'm just gonna say I'm never gonna be a manager or agent. People have told me cool. for over a decade that I should. Oh yeah, that makes sense for you. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. I get it. I don't want to do it. Either. Yeah, I don't want to babysit all you. It's self-titled. No, 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 Narcissist. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. But I do love all of you, and I like having boundaries in the way that I do. Shout out. Yeah. I have no work boundaries. Gonna make that very clear to anyone listening who's looking for. <laughs> I'm a workaholic. I'm so I'm I'm like stupid for fun, but I also am a serious businessman. Mm -hmm. Anyway. You want to do some comedy news, hey? Really quick before we get out. Of yeah it's it, it's real rapid fire also i have to get out of the theater <laughs> really soon <laughs> If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, coming up, uh, High Plains Comedy Festival, which is still, I think, the cool kids comedy festival of America. You know, that isn't like Sketchfest. Thank uh, you. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, Sketchfest is like, he, like I actually think Sketchfest doesn't get lauded enough. Cause oh, like, it's so much good comedy for three. Right. Weeks. No, people like three. it should be talked about on the level of like Fringe and Melbourne, which are at oh, just a teensy bit longer. Mm. But like nobody talks about it like that. And it, it's upsetting to me. Well, it's also a difference between not limestone, sorry, high plains and sketchfests. You can't even apply for high plains. No. So there's a element. Yes, there is. But it is like what Bridgetown used to be years and years and years ago. And it's still I know, that's a time. I'm so yeah. sad. But it's it's ostensibly the same experience where it's all the cool comics on the West Coast and like some from Chicago mm. and New York coming to have a wonderful weekend. Damn. Yeah, it's real, real fun. So that's going to come up this year on September 19th. Uh, look up High Plains Comedy Festival on Instagram for more details as they come uh, through. I'm sure their lineups are going to be great because they always are. Shout Wait, out did to... the lineups? Or why is no, this new February? They just announced the date. Oh, shit. Sorry, I'm not trying to be your producer. It's okay. I'd rather talk about that than Netflix is a joke fest. Oh my god, you're so spicy! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm, I'm a spice sound for sure. Um, no, Netflix is a joke fest. I think, of course, it is cool any way you cut it to be a part of it. But I also, once I saw the venues and the shows, I realized like, oh, they're kind of just like a lot of a lot of fests I've seen or few fests I've seen kind of just like absorb shows that are already happening a little bit. New York Comedy I, Festival is guilty of that for sure. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's one. And it still seems fun. New York Comedy Festival, every show I saw on the right. lineups, but, you know. Um, right. But Tuesday but, at the Red Room just happens all the time. It's not a New York Comedy Festival show. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I think it's just different than I thought. Right. Like, you might not have a show that's so different and next level to shows you've had before if you're in the fest i think so that's just me thinking like a little stand-up but right. um it's cool good for everyone get those creds get those creds uh you know maybe you have it in the high plains if you're a rep ask your rep they probably know how to do it last week tonight is our second and last story uh it just had its love of the season premiered and the main 20 minute story that they normally have out on youtube is going to be delayed i think by a day why to bolster uh H i'm sorry max subscriptions i can't believe you said max's dead name i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i think the other one it's the I don't make jokes. it's not funny <laughs> um <laughs> i say that as someone who needs to change my email and domain mm -hmm. name on my website but anyway i think that's actually a common um queer comic thing that happens it is but i i also hate when people misuse i guess straight people misuse dead name as a, as like a little bit when it's not what it is but again we can do it you can't um, <laughs> uh do you think it'll work also do we see max's streaming numbers now we still I ha don't i haven't i don't know how they i mean they'll tell people what the most watched series on max is oh. but i don't know they even go so far as like sometimes netflix will like oh uh squid game has been watched for seven billion hours like what does that mean that's such i hate the hours thing reels yeah. will do that i'm like that means nothing to me and you're pretending to help me with information and you're right. not tricking anyone 
Um, that's cool. I think I watched the season premiere. Right. Did you? I did. I it's did. about Thomas. Is that the premiere? Yeah. Point is, uh, Max is short-sighted for um, thinking that they'll bolster subscriptions uh, because of the last week tonight by waiting to put the main story on YouTube. Hmm. Um, you think? Yeah. I think so. Well, I don't. I don't think it's going to tick their numbers up in any meaningful way. People will wait a day for that story. It's not like, oh, that's the like the idea that I have to be read in on that to talk at the water cooler. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like Hulu has some deals where they don't release an episode till eight days later. And that's so, I think that's probably the sweet spot. Sure. Yeah, I still like it when they release the whole season. Yeah, obvi obviously we like that. And that's why they don't do it. Stop trying to make an app appointment viewing a thing. I don't care. No, Maybe sorry. that's a mi millennial thing to say, but I don't care. Is appointment viewing? It's like every Thursday at eight. That's the oh, that's funny. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> You're right. Get up, give up. Give up. <laughs> hey, this has been a, such a wonderful time. Always love having you on the pod. Where Thank can you where, where can people find you? How can they employ you? Where else well, would you like to promote? Literally freaking hit me up. Um, I'm at H A Y. Hey is in Hey Girl Hey. Beacon, as in you know, um, beacon of hope, mm -hmm. um, or beacon theater. Oh, where's that? It's one of the biggest venues in New York City. Well, I should have a show there for free. Yes, you should. Why don't you tell someone? <laughs> I will. I'll uh, at them. I'll at them on Instagram. At at them and at them next to me and watch them get it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Hit, hit me up. I literally love to write and joke and get involved in workplace mm -hmm. um, dynamics. <laughs> or, or hit up Hey for a capsule collection. Hey deserves to have a capsule collection. What's that? Um, it, like a fashion brand would hit you up to like design <gasps> five pieces or something. <gasps> that is so cool that you said that. Yeah, I'm, I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe like, I love clothes. like like one ensemble piece and some accessories. I'm not even big on accessories. I don't change mine ever. I just like have my earrings and have my necklaces and I don't. Right. right. Don't. But yeah, I, I feel like, I don't know. It, it, any which way you slice it, it would be cool if you did that. You should be my manager. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty so creative here. We'll We'll talk about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm Jay Kroger. I created the Comedy Bureau. You can find the Comedy Bureau at thecomedybureau.com, at the Comedy Bureau on Instagram, me at, on Instagram at Not the Supermarket. Um, so many great causes to support this time. I ask that you please support those. But if you have money and generosity left over, please support the Comedy Bureau to keep it going. Do you have anything to say as we sign off here? Hey. I love the show, Monk. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Shaloobs. Yes. Yes, uh, live comedy is happening, as the great Brody Stevens would say, enjoy it. The Comedy Bureau Field Report is recorded, produced, and edited by Jake Kroger. Music by Brian Grineo. Artwork by Andrew Delman and KT. 
and part of the Believe Podcast family. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.